you hear a knock on the door and open it to find two friendly representatives from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, otherwise known as the Mormon Church. So what will you say? Will you send them away without a Christian witness? Or will you engage them in a meaningful and Christ-honoring conversation? If you desire the latter, may we suggest the book, Answering Mormon's Questions, by Mormonism Research Ministries' Bill McKeever and Eric Johnson. Answering Mormon's Questions is available wherever you find quality Christian books. Viewpoint on Mormonism, the program that examines the teachings of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints from a biblical perspective. Viewpoint on Mormonism is sponsored by Mormonism Research Ministry. Since 1979, Mormonism Research Ministry has been dedicated to equipping the body of Christ with answers regarding the Christian faith in a manner that expresses gentleness and respect. And now, your host for today's Viewpoint on Mormonism. Welcome to this edition of Viewpoint on Mormonism. I'm your host, Bill McKeever, founder and director of Mormonism Research Ministry, and with me today is Aaron Shafawalaf, my colleague at Mormonism Research Ministry. 2 Timothy chapter 2 says in verse 15, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now, Aaron, this seems like a, a pretty basic instruction for us as believers if we hope to share our faith in an effective manner with Latter-day Saints, but not just Latter-day Saints, really anyone who's not a Christian. This is still a general rule that we should all take very seriously. And you have a, a strategy that you've often used when it comes to sharing your faith with other individuals, but I want to talk about this first because you talk about the brief, the actual evangelism, and then the debrief. And we should probably explain to our listeners that you make it a point once a week to go with a group of other believers, and specifically you go down to Provo, Utah, which is right in Utah County, which is kind of like the the hub, if you will. A lot of Latter-day Saints live in Utah County, mainly because that's where Brigham Young University is located. But you go down with a group of believers and you purposely share your faith at a given spot on a regular basis. When we've talked about this in, in other shows, you want to make sure that you're going to be effective in your evangelism. And there's a way that you do that. And this is what we want to talk about this week. But when it says, be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who does not need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth, how would you take that passage and how does that passage work for what you're trying to accomplish? Well, the way that the kingdom of God spreads is through the seed of the word. And so the best and only real thing I have to offer people is the word of God. It's the gospel. For me to be a messenger of the word is a weighty thing. So I want to be responsible in the way I handle the word, as it were, in my hands or in my mouth. I want to be very responsible in the way I hold this sacred word and dispense it out. I want to think clearly about it, and I want to be able to articulate it in a way that is faithful. So it is incumbent upon the believer to study the word commit it to memory, and to be able to summarize it with sound doctrine. Let's talk about the aspect 
of the brief, and this kind of goes along with that. You've just mentioned that. You want to be prepared. You don't want to be sloppy in how you handle yourself. And we've said it many times on this show. We do not think that it's by our great method of argumentation that brings people into the kingdom. Certainly, it's the conviction of the Holy Spirit and the working of the Holy Spirit in an individual's life. However, at the same time, even though we certainly believe that it's the work of the Holy Spirit that brings people into the kingdom, that does not give us a license to be sloppy in our evangelism methods. We should have cogent arguments that God will use to persuade the heart. And so, as you mentioned, we want to prepare for that. And it's something that does take some preparation. And I don't think someone needs to be a scholar to get started, especially with evangelism. If you're going out with somebody else that you can shadow, you really could commit, say, two or three verses to memory and not know much about Christian doctrine. Say you were saved just a couple months ago and you're going to go shadow a believer as he does evangelism. And if, if it so happens that an evangelistic opportunity drops in your lap, you could tell them how, how God saved you and you could share a few passages that God has taught you from his word you don't need to be sophisticated. You don't need to know a lot to get started. And in fact, engaging in evangelism, I think, will motivate you to go back home and study a lot. I'm hoping that you've encouraged a lot of listeners just by what you said there, because I know a lot of people, when we present, for instance, at Christian churches, a lot of people will come up to myself or Eric, or I'm sure you've experienced it also, and they'll say, but yeah, but you've been studying this for so long. And, and yes, we probably can bring up some things that most Christians probably would not know or to bring up. That's true. However, you're right. You don't have to be a, a scholar when it comes to what the Bible actually says. And you don't really have to have all the information regarding what the Latter-day Saint believes. There are certain things you can bring up. You don't have to go that deep. Most times you don't go that deep. I should remind people how I actually start conversations on the street. I usually hand them a tract, and I ask them what their present faith or religious background is. You'd be surprised about how many non-LDS, or at least non-believing students we meet at BYU. Just because someone is a BYU student doesn't mean they actively believe what the LDS Church teaches. We've met quite a few BYU students who are still uh, LDS members of record. They still have perhaps even a temple recommend, but what they're doing is they're strategically finishing out their degree so that they can exit the LDS faith after graduation. So we make it a point to ask them what they actually believe. I'll, I'll ask a follow-up question. I know this might sound strange, but I know you're a BYU student and I know you're LDS, but what's your actual faith commitment? Are you an active believer? Do you personally believe it? And that follow-up question saves us so much time because people will at times say, I, I, don't, I don't believe it. So anyway, I, I'm, I say that because we're trying to get a feel for who we're talking to. I'll ask Latter-day Saints, did you go on a mission? Uh, where did you serve your mission? What was the main religious demographic of the people you were serving on your mission? What is an interesting conversation that you remember having about doctrine on your mission. Did you ever meet any born-again Christians or evangelicals? What did you talk about? Have you ever heard the gospel 
summarized before by a born-again Christian. Now, listeners, take particular note to that question. I've used that question. I give you credit for that because I've heard you use that on the streets. That's a good one because you would be surprised how many Latter-day Saints have not had an evangelical explain to them what we think the gospel really entails. I know that's kind of a shame on our part as Christians because we should be doing that, but it's sad, especially here in Utah, that you have a lot of Latter-day Saints that have never had a meaningful conversation about spiritual matters with an evangelical counterpart. Yeah, so these questions, if you consider them, they don't require expertise in Mormonism. You can cut through or go around or circumvent Mormonism, perhaps, if, if that's what the occasion calls for, and simply get to the heart of the gospel. Now, you will run into the communication issue. When you're talking with Latter-day Saints, you're going to realize that you'll use many of the same terms that have very different meanings, but still, but still, I would rather that we had someone on the street who knew very little about the Latter-day Saint faith, and yet could simply share the Christian faith in a in summary fashion, that they could give a gospel presentation. There's still something very powerful about that, even when we need to work through the swamp and the thicket of terminology and, and definitions. I'd like to ask, what, in your view, is the most important teaching of the LDS faith? What's the best thing about being Latter-day Saint? Uh, what's the most important item of theology or teaching of your church? And then this is one of the big questions I use. What would you say is the most important difference between the teachings of the, of the Latter-day Saint faith and historic Christianity? That's how I get conversations going about 80% of the time, and that really does not require reading many books and knowing about LDS history. And, and I mean, it's great to do your homework, and, and in fact, doing these interactions over and over again will motivate you to go deep. But I'm saying this to encourage you, you can be a Christian, do evangelism to Latter-day Saints, and not necessarily be an expert in Mormonism. So these questions are, they get me so far, brother. They, they, they get, I, evangelism to me, I like to say, is it's less like seminary and more like Sunday school. It, it's very repetitive. It's very simple. I'm dealing with people that have had very little exposure to a clear gospel presentation. I know what you're talking about because I, I recall after spending a week down at the Mormon Miracle Pageant that the LDS Church used to have down in Manti, Utah, I remember coming back after the end of the week realizing I had been using the six same verses over and over and yeah. over again when I was talking to Latter-day Saints, various individuals and groups, because you talk to a lot of people down there. That's why I miss the pageant. It was a great evangelism opportunity down there. But you're right. You, you end up using the same things, it seems like, pretty much over and over again. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's oh, still it's, effective. It's beautiful, too. You, you go down and you hear the gospel rehearsed and presented over and over again. And it's so encouraging to be reminded of the simplicity of the gospel of grace. We go home rejoicing, thinking about the, the gospel because it's been brought afresh to our mind and sharing it to other people. Well, I think what one thing that we get out of reading that verse out of 2 Timothy 2.15, 
the the admonition that, that well as it says to be diligent to present ourselves approved to God we go down there with an attitude not that we want to show how much more we may know than another individual. Our first and foremost desire is to make sure that what we say and how we behave is going to be something that God approves of. And I think that's a serious question. It's a a very important self-reflecting question, first of all, as to what are your motives? Why are you doing this? And I say that because most of the time when you ask, let's say, the Mormon missionary who comes to our home or that you see on the street, you ask them, why did you become a missionary? They'll say, duty. I've not heard a lot of Latter-day Saint missionaries tell me they're doing this because they have such a sincere desire to see people come to the truth or have a relationship with the Jesus of the New Testament. It's all duty to the church. And yeah, I think we have a duty to share the gospel, but I don't know if that's my first and foremost reason for why I want to go out there and share my faith with people. I'm concerned for individuals. I'm concerned about their spiritual welfare, and I want God's best for them, not just in this life, but also in the next. Tomorrow, Aaron, we're going to talk more about some of your experiences because We've also found in sharing some of those experiences that we've had on the street, it encourages other believers. And it also kind of gives them an inside view as to what they may expect when they do step out and share their faith with a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information regarding Mormonism Research Ministry, we encourage you to visit our website at www.mrm.org, where you can request our free newsletter, Mormonism Researched. We hope you will join us again as we look at another viewpoint on Mormonism.